Welcome, everyone, to another live edition of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin. My co-host will be joining us uh, very shortly. He's stuck in a little bit of traffic, but he is on the way. And, of course, Cole Jackson will be joining us in just a little bit. DK is here with me, fortunately, uh, so he can help run some things in the back. But uh, it's good to be here. It's, uh, it's this is a This is a fun time to be a Ravens fan as they find themselves alone at the top of the AFC and look to cinch up. Uh, home field advantage throughout so it's it's certainly exciting time and I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting Cole's opinion on a lot of what we saw from this past Sunday big win certainly but obviously still have some areas of concern uh and so I'm, I'm interested to see what Cole saw when he watched the coaches film because I know that's always a bit more revealing than what we see in the typical broadcast view uh but the place I'm going to start is, unfortunately, I'm going to start with a bit of bad news. Should come as no surprise to anyone who's who's a Ravens fan has been keeping track. Did get some clarity on what's going on with Keaton Mitchell's knee injury. Of course, everyone saw the hyperextension when he was uh, running the ball against the Jaguars. It does. Co- it did come out the next day. Coach Harbaugh revealed that he did he did tear his ACL, ending his season this year, and really kind of makes you wonder what you know what his status will be going into next season with an injury this late uh already midway through December or past midway through December and he has the injury so let's just hope that it's just the ACL he did mention there wasn't any cartilage damage so hopefully it's not as severe as when we saw JK deal with a similar injury now his he was kind of hitting the knee and which forced it to hyperextend whereas Keaton's was more non-contact so maybe that's the difference and why Coach seemed a little more optimistic about Keaton Mitchell's return and and ease of recovery uh, than, you know, we saw it took J.K. like two full seasons to get back to. And then, of course, he had the Achilles, which was super unfortunate. But it does mean that Keaton Mitchell is no longer going to be on the team this year and won't help won't help the Ravens in the playoffs when we need him most. And, a sort, and certainly going to miss his was 8.9 yards per carry that he averaged this season. Limited reps, but there, there's no doubt if you guys watch the man play uh, that he brought an element to this offense that it just didn't have. That home run at any time, even when it doesn't look like a home run. There's one thing, you know, running back, I'm sure Gus, we've seen him get over 20 miles an hour on that little dump down run. And there's, of course, these guys are all crazy athletes. But Keaton Mitchell will turn something that looked like a negative play into an 80-yard touchdown. I mean, that guy's speed was just different. It was next level. So they're going to miss that explosiveness. Now, it certainly opens up some more reps offensively for Justice Hill, who've, who's had moments where he's looked really quick, really fast, also had some moments where there's been some mesh point issues with him and Lamar Jackson. And that, that certainly can't come up in the playoffs because those are the things that lose you a football game. Uh, but it also means that there's going to be some extra time uh, they're, they're, they already activated Melvin Gordon from the practice squad. Now, I know that most people remember Melvin Gordon in his you know his career as a guy who's had issues putting the ball on the ground himself. I think he's averaged over three fumbles a year since he's been in the league, and that is a quick way to get in the John Harbaugh doghouse. So uh, let's just hope that we see more of what we saw from him in the preseason and in training camp, which he looked good. I mean, I, I came – I went – went into training camp when I, when I saw that he was joining us and I, and I, you know, obviously there wasn't a lot of expectations on Melvin Gordon. I was, I was not even expecting him to make the, uh, the practice squad, to be honest with you, when he first got brought in, because I know how coach Harbaugh feels about guys who put the ball on the ground. 
Uh, but everything we saw, he he looked good. He looked good. He was uh, there. We go. He was. He, he certainly wasn't putting the ball on the ground, but he was also a, a competent, if not more than that, uh, pass blocker, which we know is important. Which we know is why Justice Hill was finding himself on the field, even when I think everyone knew the better runner was probably Keaton Mitchell, but Justice Hill was the more competent and trustworthy blocker from the running back position. That's why he was on the field. Melvin Gordon can do that. He's a three-down back. He's a guy who can catch the ball in the backfield. He can block, and he can run between the tackles. So at least you're bringing up a guy who's not, you know, some fresh-faced, undrafted, you know, newcomer who hasn't had league experience. Melvin Gordon has seen it all and just about done it all. And so in that regard, I think the Ravens are pretty lucky to have that group, you know, having having uh, obviously Gus leading the way, Justice backing up, and now Melvin is the third back. Be interesting to see how, as the season kind of tapers to the end, how Melvin Gordon and Justice Hill's roles are, are you know, balanced. Like, how, how does Melvin start to take over some of that second running back role and, and allow Justice to stick with what he does best, which is his all time, his special teams, uh, his special teams ability. But also, as you can see at the very bottom, shout out to DK for putting this up. Former Terp, so shout out to all Terps, including Jake Funk, has signed to the practice squad. Explosive running back, a guy that can certainly, you know, turn turn on the Jets. I don't know if he's the four two speed, and let's hope that Keaton Mitchell maintains that four two speed after the ACL repair. Uh, but he he definitely adds something to the to the group. He's been around the league. He's what's his fourth year? If I'm just going off the top of my head, fourth or fifth year. Uh, he's been around. He's done it all, and and he's coming home. It's a bit of a homecoming for him being a Terp. And so it's nice to see, and let's just hope that Jake Funk stays on the practice squad because that means that we didn't need him and there's no other further injuries to the position, but it's nice to see a familiar name uh, joining the team. So shout out to Jake Funk. Appreciate you joining us and, and jumping on board. But I still feel pretty good about the running back position. Obviously going to miss the home run ability, but I think we all trust Gus Edwards to know that th that guy can certainly get it done as the bell cow. And and I think that Justice Hill will show that he's more than more than competent as that third that third down back. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to kind of see how that all shakes out. Manny, ha Manny has a comment here. He says, I know Gordon looked okay, but I want to see Wright or Funk get some touches to see how they are before playoffs. Did we run out of elevations for Gordon? Well, I, I don't know about the elevations part, but I, I will say this. I, I uh, the second part there. You so said I want to see Wright or Funk get some touches to see how they are before the playoffs. Look, Owen Wright. We don't have a lot of time. You're talking about a few games left, building up for the playoffs. I don't know if this is the time to take a look at guys, to take a chance on some guys. I think you you kind of run with what you got and no go with what you know, and at least you know what you're getting from Melvin Gordon. They don't know if Owen Wright can even play at this level. Now, Jake Funk has certainly more playing experience, has touched the ball in game time, more game time situations than right. But uh, I don't know. I would rather go with what with what you at least think you know, and that's Melvin Gordon, who actually has tape in the league. But I, I see what you're saying. I, I get your hesitancy uh, with Melvin Gordon because I'm sure you're worried, like most fans are, that he's going to put the ball on the ground. But let's just hope that the renewed emphasis and, and change of scenery kind of eliminated those fumbling issues because uh, – yeah, that, that'll get him put on the bench quick. We'll see right real fast or funk real fast if Gordon puts the ball on the ground. There's no doubt about that. Um, let's see. Ryan Kelly, appreciate the, the super chat as well. He says, at what point do we just switch McCarry to left tackle? Yeah, I mean, look, I think we're, we're nearing that point, Ryan. And 
I'm, I'm really interested to see what Cole has to say about that exact uh, topic because we saw both sides do this timeshare where they're allowing Falele and Moses to, to share snaps at right tackle and McCarry and Stanley to share it left. And I think they might want to consider switching the, the snap totals. I think McCarry got 20 something and, and Stanley got the rest. I mean, I hate to say it, but we may have to switch those things around and, and give McCarry the lion's share of the, of the, of the snaps. Cause I mean, I, I, I can't wait to get Cole in here. Cause I know that, he put up a couple of videos that were just, oof, they were they were rough to watch Stanley get absolutely thrown at Lamar Jackson. Like there was plays where Josh Allen, or was it Walker, just just threw Stanley at Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, it was it was tough to watch. And those of us who've been fans long enough of Ronnie Stanley know what he once was and how good he once was. The All Pro, the best to do it in 2019, and really statistically, if you look at the analytics even had a better year than J.O. had here. Like, that's how good he was in 2019. Obviously not the player J.O. was, but that's how good just that year was in 2019. And he's so perfect for this offense with his ability to get out and move his feet, but still have the strength and size to anchor. And he just seemingly doesn't have that strength and, and stability on that, especially on that knee that he's recently hurt that uh, it just doesn't seem like he can anchor, man. And it's that's, that's tough because even those – those DNs that don't necessarily have the blazing speed and the ability to bend, mostly all of them have a bull rush. Like if you have nothing else, if you don't have a spin move, you know you don't you don't have any counters. Most people at least have a bull rush. I'll just run right into you and shove you into the quarterback, and that seems to be the area where Ronnie's struggling with, and that's that's quite scary. So uh, I, I just don't know what the answer is other than hope McCarry can can kind of take in the load take on the load because. You're not going to find a left tackle sitting around waiting to be picked up. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I also wanted to touch on a couple other things. I was pulling up the the numbers for in the MVP odds right now because it's a big topic of conversation both on the radio, on social media, everywhere down the end of the regular season is who is the leader of MVP? Who's going to win MVP? And it's amazing the difference a week can make because – just last week, Dak Prescott was fighting with Brock Purdy as the number one, and Lamar Jackson was somewhere around third in that group. And one bad week, not only does it find Dak Prescott out of the top three for MVP consideration and odds, but somehow Josh Allen has now vaulted himself up and taken the place, despite the fact that most people thought Buffalo was dead in the water just a few weeks ago. Uh, but obviously, a big win over the Dallas Cowboys will get you will certainly get you some more recognition. And it's 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 crazy to see he Josh Allen is currently the third most likely to win the MVP. And Brock Purdy remains first. And and quite frankly, it's it's not even that close as it's certain as it currently stands. Uh but Lamar Jackson is second nonetheless. And it got me thinking I saw the reaction and some fans are 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 some fans really want Lamar Jackson to get his flowers and win his second MVP. And, and some are saying it's it's ridiculous. You know, Brock Purdy has such a great surrounding cast. He's got a, a brilliant offensive mind as his head coach. And they say Lamar Jackson is asked to do so much more. And and so my I guess my question, and I really want to hear what you guys have to say in the chat, is like, does is it important to you that Lamar Jackson wins MVP? You know, because the way I look at it, I really – couldn't care less if he wins it this year. And 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 so here's my case. I think, first of all, he's already won it. And he did it 
in unanimous fashion. So it's not like he won a squeaker where it was like him and another guy and he barely won. Like there was no doubt. He was hands down the best player that year. It was not even a discussion. No one saw it differently. Unanimous MVP. So he's already done it. Like it it feels like if he were to win it again, it's like, eh, eh, it's like kind of like a who cares to me because he's already done it. And obviously he's looking He's looking for those team achievements. He wants Super Bowls, not MVPs. And I I also understand that that award is certainly important, more important to the guy who has not won it yet. I mean, this Lamar Jackson already signed his monster contract. He's not going. He got his security. And Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, a guy who was, uh, was as close as you can get to becoming an undrafted free agent. So... I'm okay if Brock Purdy wins the wins the uh, the MVP. It doesn't matter to me in the least. I mean, it, I think it's kind of cool, you know, the guy, a story like that, a guy who's the last pick in the draft, he comes up and and he and he takes the job of a guy. Now I know there was injury issues, but Trey Lance, who they gave up heaven and earth to go up and get, and here's this guy who looks like the grandson of John Harbaugh coming out of absolutely nowhere, and. Yeah, he's got some great players around him, but I don't think we should just discount those who have great players around him and say there's nothing they can do because their supporting cast is just that good. Now, I understand voters, like they could cannibalize, like Purdy and CMC could cannibalize each other's hopes because some voters may say, I think CMC is the most valuable player on that team. So he's going to get my vote. And so I, I get that it, that could cause Brock Purdy to to also lose the award, but I mean, look, I know that some say, uh, you know, CMC is their most valued. Debo, uh, Trent Williams even. But to me, I mean, you still, we saw those guys. Like, I think if you took CMC out of that picture, Elijah Mitchell would be a thousand yard, a thousand yard back. Because everyone in that system, if healthy, has a thousand yards. Look what Mostert did when he was there, what he's still doing in Miami. He's got 20 tutties this year. Playing like limited, like he's, he's a balance. He's not even, he's not even like the, He's not the bell cow. He's sharing the backfield. He's got 20 tutties. So I get CMC is special, but um, to me, I, I don't, I, I honestly, I think Brock Purdy deserves that, deserves the award as it currently stands. Now, Christmas night, I get it. Lamar puts up four touchdowns, no picks, and Brock Purdy puts out a stinker against this historically good Ravens pass defense. Then, then maybe we'll have a, a different, uh, a different um, outcome. But yeah. Come on now, Ryan. Seventh best player on his own team. Stop it. Why do why do people hate on Brock Purdy? Let me just tell you what Brock Purdy's doing. Look, this is not a Brock Purdy show, but look. Let me just tell you what this guy's doing. He's leading the league in touchdown passes. By, by a okay, he's got one more than Dak. Okay, I thought it was probably more than that. He's leading the league in touchdowns. Uh, he's second in the league in yards. He's leading by far in yards per completion. He's leading by far in quarterback rating, by far in QBR. I mean, he's second lowest interception in interceptions behind just C.J. Stroud, who's missed who's missed games at this point. He's second in completion percentage. I mean, I, I just don't know what else this guy has to do to prove that he's a good player. I mean, it kind of it kind of seems uh, it kind of seems a little bit unfair to criticize him just because he has good players around him. Uh, but that's my take. But I love the fact uh, that I'm getting some. Uh, Let's see. DK says, I think if Lamar Jackson beats Brock Perry this weekend, more people will vote for Jackson. Sir, I mean, certainly. Because of the, when you look at what he's going up against, that defense, the travel, 
Uh, oh, mine sounds bad. Hang on, hang on, guys. Hang on, guys. Let me see here. He says my audio is messed up. Give me one sec. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Is that better? All right, cool. Sorry about the uh, the audio issues. But DK, I, I mean, I think you're right. It, it really depends on what, what it looks like. Like if we have a Lamar Jackson performance similar to what we saw from Josh Allen last night where he completes seven passes for 78 yards and it's all the riding of the running game, then maybe not. But I think you're right, and, and it's a good point, that if he beats him up and has a, a big discrepancy in how they play, if Brock Purdy has a bad game and he has a great game, then you're probably right. But uh, I don't know. I just, I, I don't love the fact that we criticize players and we, we just, because Lamar gets that a lot. Like Lamar gets that a lot, man. And and I hate when people do that. Well, oh, he led the league in touchdowns. Oh, he was throwing all short touchdowns. I know you remember that DK. Oh, Lamar led the league in touchdown passes. Well, it's because the run game was so good that the teams didn't have to really, it's like, it's always qualifiers and, and, and all that. And, and so I just hate that they're doing it to another guy. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to be um, hypocritical and say you can't do it to my guy, but I'm going to go ahead and do it to that guy. Uh, so that's just kind of the way the way I look at it. But Damon says, I was at the game in Jacksonville. I saw firsthand what a true MVP looks like, and his name is Lamar. Well, he certainly looked like one in Jacksonville. I mean, escaping sack after sack and turning some, or nothing into something. He was impressive. There, there's no there's no doubt about it. But uh, – yeah, yeah, no. I mean, he he he's second in the for for a reason, and I think he certainly is deservedly so. But I, I think I can't believe Josh Allen is already up to third after being just. I thought they were done, but uh, yeah, yeah. You got you, you got to give everybody credit, not just him. Let's see. Manny says, "How can we scheme this week to protect Lamar?" That's a good question, and that's. I mean, this pass rush. I hope I shouldn't even say it sounds bad saying I hope, but I know Armstead missed last week because of an injury. There's a chance he could get back out there this week. If you're telling me Armstead, Bosa, and Chase Young are all healthy, man, you gotta get the ball out quick. That's what I would say, Manny. Get the ball out of his hands quick. But but the weird thing about it is I know you guys remember there was times in that Jacksonville game, certainly early on, where he had a lot of time. It was weird. Like he had a ton of time, a couple a couple plays in the early on, and then the second half, it was just like holy smokes, he was running for his life. And so, yeah, I mean, it just depends on which line shows up this uh, this upcoming week. Let's hope it's the good one. At least if Moses is on his A game, then we can only then we can just worry about the left side and and, and let Pat Ricard do a bunch of helping, which we certainly saw as well, uh, you know, this past weekend. But yeah, I. I I just wanted everybody's take on this because it's like, geez, man, you, you can't, you can't get mad when they, when they, uh, when they knock everything and put qualifiers and put well and, but and butts at the end of everything Lamar Jackson does, but then, you know, we can't turn around and be the same people doing it to another team. Uh, Jason says Kyle Hamilton is an alien top safety in the league. Yeah. It's amazing to me. I'm still seeing people, by the way, I haven't, I haven't, Apparently, Shannon Sharp said some pretty ridiculous things today or yesterday in talking about Kyle Hamilton, further proving that he doesn't even watch the games. Like, I'm going to try and find it uh, if I can, but there was a clip going around that I saw on Twitter. I think Cole Cole actually retweeted it. It was just clear and obvious proof that the man does not watch the game, 
and that he's being paid to talk about. <laughs> and there, I know who does watch the game he's being paid <laughs> to talk about, and that is James, a.k.a. Jimmy Haskell, the rascal. What's up? Hey, I've been listening to you the whole time while I was in the car. Sorry for the madness. That's all good. It's all good. Uh, holidays got people going crazy, man. There's accidents everywhere. People, take your time. It's okay. Santa ain't going anywhere. Okay? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Until well, the 25th, brother. Right. Yeah, exactly. My gosh. But, Glenn, I was going to say, you've been killing it. You and DK have been doing a great job. Um, am I allowed to uh, give my thoughts on some of the things you were talking about? Oh, I would love it. Okay, cool. So, I want to talk about really quickly your thoughts on the running back room. And this thing, I, 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 this is one thing that I think that uh, I would have added if I were there. I agree 100% with what you were saying. But one thing to remember, if anybody is nervous, I couldn't see the chat, but if anybody was nervous about, if anyone was putting any comments expressing their nervousness about the running back room, remember that Lamar Jackson is still the straw that stirs the cup when it comes to the running game, mm-hmm. right? Like he makes this running game special, not, not to discredit our backs, but him and the threat of him running and yeah. the RPO and all that stuff makes it dangerous, right? So that's going to elevate the, the the guys around him. So as long as we got Lamar, knock on wood, right? Like I think our running back uh, room, you, like you said, Glenn, with, with those two guys. And also I want to mention that when Lamar came in the league, it was really just Lamar and Gus back there. Mm-hmm. They kind of came on the scene at the same time. So we've seen them do it. Obviously we have more than that now. So I think we have enough to get it done and run it, a, you know, run it, a, keep our, first in the league rushing in rushing um, title, if you will, and, and, and have it, you know, do well in big moments. Mm. The other thing I was going to say too, I listened to the, uh, you're talking about them. I mean, I listened to all of it, but the MVP race. Yeah. I'm also happy. It's a great. I'm also, I agree with you. I think Lamar doesn't care. I'm glad he's already got like the monkey off his back, if you will. Yeah, like, he doesn't give a crap. Right. Um, I will say this though. I think it's crazy how people still think that anybody outside of the Niners in the NFC is a good is a is a uh a competitor a contender for the Super Bowl. I I just can't see it anymore. Even the Eagles, like how are the Cowboys a measuring stick for Josh Allen? The Cowboys barely beat the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. So like, and then Dak across sudden, the country in the rain too. Yeah, and and Dak is being Dak is being is is being lifted up at that point when he beats the Seahawks. Seahawks as an MVP, and then he gets blown out by the you know by the Bills a good AFC team. And all of a sudden now Josh Allen is being lifted up as an MVP candidate. What is happening here? The Dallas Cowboys just aren't real. They're mm-hmm. not like real, real. I, I, I just don't believe it. Right. Like, so anyway, and also I'll say this, you might disagree with me on this, but I don't think Purdy's the top three person on their team. What? I think McCaffrey's way more valuable. I think Trent Williams is more valuable. Um, I think that uh, Fred Warner, you could argue, is there. Like, but he's just got a lot, right? But I also agree that he should be in the in the in the M- MVP running. And I think it's I think Lamar Jackson is the MVP of this league. Like, let's just say what it is. It's my opinion that. Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the, of, of, of the league because he just simply does more. What is Brock, What are the Niners without Brock Purdy with all their other pieces healthy? They're not the number one team, the number one seed, not even close. I mean, I let me know. ask you this. Let me ask you this. What could have What are the Ravens Brady? without Lamar? Let me ask you this. 
well, they were a playoff team last year, and they should have won. But let me but ask they you: They had Lamar until when? Lamar had him well, first. In the all AFC. I'm saying, look, all I'm saying is, what could he have done? What could Brock Purdy do to make you say, "All right, he's their guy." He's right. The guy. He's doing. He's leading the league in touchdowns. He's leading yeah. the league in. He's leading the league in, in rating. He's second, right. or he's leading the league in right, right, right. He's second in, in in every category. He's first or second. Like, so what more could a guy do? Like, it just feels like what we're doing is what everyone else does to Lamar. We're, yeah, doing, yeah. we're now doing to Brock Purdy. And that's the part well, I don't like. It feels like Lamar, we're being hypocritical. And Lamar, it's like a, he's a victim of his own success. That's him. Like, I feel like that's why people do it to Lamar because they're like, oh, he's so good. They expect this Herculean thing. But that's because it's Lamar, like, doing all of this. So it needs to be superhero all the time because that's what he's done. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with that. There's nothing really else Purdy could do except have a rash of injuries and then just yeah, somehow everybody around to me has to get hurt for me to even yeah, be you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only yeah. thing he can feasibly do. It's just hard for me to say, like, okay, he's more worthy of the MVP than Lamar Jackson. Part of it is because I'm a sure. Lamar Jackson fan. I'm, sure. I'm, 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 I clearly see that, but I just think Lamar Jackson is a much val- more valuable piece as a singular person in the NFL. If you put sure. Lamar Jackson on the night, if you switch him, what oh. happens to the Niners? What happens to the Ravens? Well, look, let's be honest. I mean, they want they thought they were finding. A Lamar Jackson when they went and got Trey, yeah, Trey Lance. Lance, right? But I also, I mean, you're it's a it's valid. Like, I what just, else I just don't do? want us to be hypocritical fans and do what everyone else does. To Lamar, we're now we're going to do it to Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'll say I, this: I'm in no way a Niners fan uh, of any sort. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I'll say this, Glenn: I'm sick and tired. Why don't I, I just haven't seen anywhere the Ravens are getting their credit? Who as a team? Like, forget Lamar. Oh, I know. Like, they, they don't I saw do. on oh, on let that. Let me just say this: on Get Up, Jimbo. To your point. It's Monday morning, get up. The first half hour was all Cowboys bills. Like, who cares? They gave us three minutes after the first half hour. They talked a bunch of other stuff. And then the top of the next hour, guess what it was again? Cowboys and bills, baby. I was like, holy smokes. It was just a footnote what the Ravens did. Think about this. How many, I would be interesting. I would be interested to know, DK, if you're bored and you want to look up some um, statistics, let me know. But like, Think about we beat the Lions. They were division. They're the, the leaders in their division. Yeah. Beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, leaders in their division. We're leaders in our division. Oh, dude, we're, we're like seven and the, two against winning teams or something. Right, we're leaders in the conference. If we beat the Niners too, we'll beat another division leader. Like you're talking about, what else more can we do? Yeah. What else more can the Ravens do to get their flowers? Because all they've done is win football games against good teams. Like, at this point, you might as well say the Browns are the best team in the league. Like, if you're going to use that same logic, right? Because they beat the Niners, and if they beat the and they beat the Ravens, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's just wild to me that the Ravens aren't getting more credit. It it blows my mind. I, I agree with you 100. I don't I don't get it. Finally, thank thankfully, freaking Joy Taylor. I don't know if you saw her little clip. She's like, "Hey guys, the Ravens are still a thing." Because what's his name? What's the guy's name? Acho. Mm-hmm. He said that are the Bills the sneaky best team in the AFC because they beat a nobody that's second in their division in the NFC. Yep. How? I don't. Yeah, blows my mind, Glenn. I just I just don't get all of. I don't get any of it. The Ravens are not getting. But you know what, Glenn? I like it this way. Remember, I said this a few weeks back. Bring it all on because we want to be hardened. We want to be battle tested. We want to have done it in training. That way, we show up to the to the start line of the Super Bowl like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just one of those menace laughs, right? Because it's already, we've already done it. The hard work is over. You know what I mean? 
So nah. bring it on. But it's just infuriating as a fan to see the Ravens not get the love, dude. So maddening. Well, I mean, I think uh, you said it right, honestly, last last show, Jim. But I think you said it perfectly when pe- fans still still want to say, uh, you know, are the Ravens going to have a complete game? Are the Ravens going to do that? And and I loved your response. It was well, <coughs> it, they can have proven that they they can win in so many different ways. It doesn't yeah. have to look the same way right. every time they they can win a dog fight, they can win a, a shootout, they can win. I mean, any way they need to win, they've already shown they can do it this year. And you talk about to a complete win. I think Cole, who by the way he did send us a message, unfortunately he's got something going on tonight. He's not able to make it tonight. He's uh, out running. So. Yeah, exactly. So we're just going to have to, uh, you know, we're going to miss him a little bit tonight. But to your point, Cole tweeted this out earlier. The Ravens are 7-2 and two against teams currently in the playoffs. In those games, the Ravens have outscored them 274 to 149. And yet That's we're insane. still hearing people go, the Ravens have not had a complete game yet. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I just think it's a, it's a cheap, it's a, it's not cheap. It's a, like, man, it's it's a bit lazy, but lazy's not even the word. It's uh it's um unreasonable to believe that at this point in the season, you're gonna get it done without mistakes, without um, you know, looking lackluster at certain periods. Sure, everyone might be watching the Niners and seeing them step on a bunch of JV teams in the NFC. Whoop-de-doo-da-day. You know what it means to That's me, right. Glenn? A hill of beans mm-hmm. because any NFC team that has crossed the fence to play the Baltimore Ravens has got smacked back to wherever they came from. Right. So like, it means absolutely nothing to me. The gauntlet of the AFC in that, like, yeah, there's the, the AFC, the NFC might have some peaks, like some good, a few good teams, but the AFC just has a ton of teams. The depth there is just look at the AFC North. We're the best heat conference in the NFL clear and above. I mean, the, the Steelers are the worst, and somehow, by the grace of all that is holy, the Steelers are 500. Like, how is this happening? And we're still way better than everybody else in the best division of football. How else, like, how, what, you, you said it, but you said it. How, like, what else can we do? What else can we do? You know, so it's just, it's been frustrating for me. Do, do, sorry, I didn't mean to come in, like, but when you were talking, I was yeah. like, in the car, I'm like, no, I knew. Look, I'm glad because I, I knew I was about to get take on the entire chat with my take. But hey. I, I, I keep hearing it, and I want to be a fair. I want to be a reasonable, uh, fair, you know, fan. And, and yeah. I, we got to talk about it as objectively as we can uh, in certain ways. But no, I, I, I'm glad you, uh, you jumped in and came in yeah. and bringing some energy. Doomgoy says, feeling very 2019. Both were 10 and two. Uh, last time and clearly the best teams in their conference, but this team feels, or this team's better. Winner is the clear number one team in, uh, yeah. Oh, you talking about, I guess the winner this week. Oh yeah. In comparison to that Niners matchup. Oh yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Well, (laughs) another thing I want to touch on Jimbo is this, this, uh, a lot of fans are going, well, if we want, you know, they're almost looking at this game as like, uh, they're almost counting it as a loss already. Yeah. 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 Way too early. Way too early. They're going, well, if we drop this one, and then they start talking about, well, what happens after we lose this one? It's like, well, let's not They're be so play the game. to assume that we're going to lose this one. Sure, the travel doesn't make things easy, and it's a hell of a good football team. 
clearly the two best teams are playing in Christmas, in my opinion. When you look at any statistical category, these are the only two teams that are top five and mm-hmm. basically everything, no matter which side of the ball you look at. But I, I just want to pull up a couple stats here because, um, and first of all, thank, thanks a lot, Doomgoy, uh, you. for your super chat. And you're right, it does start to feel like it. I, I just hope it, it did in 2019. But This is a I different wanna, football team than 19 mentally. Oh, certainly. And Lamar's older. He's more mature, uh, which I think helps. He's slower. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Here we go. All right. So I want to put this up here because I think it's interesting to see because when you just look at the score, you go, when you look at the score last week, the Niners beat the snot out of the Cardinals, right? Like they handled them 49 to 20 or 45 to 29, I should say. 45 to 20. It looks like a beatdown, right? Absolute crushing. But. When you really dive into the numbers, it actually gets encouraging for the Ravens. And, of course, we're going to do more of this when our preview show coming up this Friday. Uh, Let me see here. Did it pop up on the screen yet? No? Here we go. Add to stage. Let me see here. Let me see here. You tell me when it's popped up, Jimbo. Is it up? All right, cool. So, as you can see, uh, 45 to 29, that's a beatdown, right? But if you look a little deeper, Jimbo... The Arizona Cardinals outgained the Niners 436 oh, yeah. to 406. And didn't they run all over them? I can't see the rushing portion of it. 234, yeah. Jimbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely, not only 234, look at the yards per rush, Jimbo. 7.8? What does this yeah. number do for you? Does, what does this number do for you when you think yeah. about what the Ravens are bringing to town and you think about what Ellie DiMarcato, I'm going to pull up what Ellie DiMarcato did, who we remember when we went to Arizona and, and how we uh, introduced yeah. ourselves to Mr. DiMarcato. Uh, it, it was certainly not nearly the ex- success he had. And, and forgive me because my internet is absolutely no, you're good. You're struggling. Good. You're but look what James Conner and Amari, I'm sorry, Amari DiMarcato did to them. 14 for 86 and a tutty for James Conner. Four... For 64, I'm gonna I'm gonna just those are Keaton Mitchell numbers. Exactly. My man DiMarcado averaged 16 a carry. Is that good? Yeah, you're not kidding. Holy crap. Now let me ask you a question really quick, Glenn. Uh Armstead and someone else is supposed to be coming back for the Niners this week. Yeah, Armstead, I I opened talking about that. I, I I'm oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, how did Armstead, I miss that? Anyway. Yeah, Armstead might be back, and that's certainly a big ad for them, but I got to imagine that this is at least concur- encouraging yeah. when, when the when the Ravens see this. Like, all right, if they can do it, if they yeah. can do this, then, I mean, they average 7-8 a carry. We got Lamar Jackson, Gus yeah. Edwards. I mean, what are well, we doing? Is, yeah, and this is the other thing. I agree with you 100% on this. This is the other thing, Glenn. I, I haven't been watching the Niners super closely. But every time I see the score, it seems to be a blowout, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I also think there's something to be said about the art. DK said in our chat of winning ugly games, of winning close games, mm-hmm. right? And that a lot of that comes down to coaching decisions. A lot of that comes down to player experience. A lot of that comes down to poise, you know, making big plays in big moments. And and old, usually, usually in those moments, the team with the best defense and the best quarterback comes out on top. Usually, at least that's my opinion, just outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got a better defense, and certainly if you got a better quarterback, Usually in those closer games, the, the game leans in your favor. 
uh, not all the time, but I, I kind of feel like that how that goes. So what I'm trying to say is that all those things I think stack up for the Ravens. Say whatever you want about the MVP race. Ain't nobody in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan himself, if he could take Lamar Jackson over Brock Purdy, he would do it once every single day and twice on Sunday till the day he dies. And he oh, Lamar Jackson. Do you imagine? Oh my god, it'd be stupid, dude. The bootlegs. Oh my goodness. Like, what do you do? You hold and oh, you run, God. or do you keep? Do you keep and run, or do you give it to CMC? Like, what are we insane. talking about here? Yeah, you know. Insane. So, what I'm trying to say though is that all those things I think stack up in the favor of the Ravens, and that we've been in a well, lot of all fights. You talk about defense; they're, they're so as close as you get. Well, that's what I mean. So, like, think about this, Lynn. What happens if our defense plays well and we keep them like under thirty? Yeah, I mean, well, let, let's just – we're right now tied in points. We give up – the Ravens' defense surrenders 16.8 and the Niners 16.7. So it, it could come down to who, which defense is more effective against the opposing yep. offense. Yep. And the question is, Jimbo, do you feel better about the Ravens' offense, New York number two defense, Ravens, uh, being able to you know do the same like do you feel more confident in our offense against their defense or our de like or their offense uh, I mean our defense against their offense what oh you already know my answer I'm just saying I'm just saying because of the, with hey. the offensive line in the state that it is yeah Lamar Jackson pulled the rabbit out of his hat last week but can he yeah. do that against a pass look we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars we talked about they have 28th in the league in pass rush it was really mm -hmm. one guy mm -hmm. and then the rest well, this mm -hmm. ain't going to be the case with, with Joey Bosa mm -hmm. and Armstead, Chase Young. Mm -hmm. uh, they got a lot more guys than one. Glad I'm, I'm going to pull Dave Goggins. I need you to keep talking. Give me some more motivation. Oh, you want to hear keep it going. all, huh? All of it. All? I'm soaking it all in because you know what? Lamar Jackson's done it against a TJ Watt. He's done it against a Clowney and a, and a Miles Garrett pairing. He's done mm -hmm. it against, mm -hmm. you name the pairing. That's right. And all of them end up getting up off the ground like this. Shaking their heads. Just scratching their head like, what just happened to me? Yep. Right, so I mean, he Love did it. it. Let's see, a year ago, who else did the did did the Chargers have with Bosa? Now I know that we played oh, with Khalil Mack, Mack. Yeah. but they, you know, he was already Bosa was already injured by the time we played. But last year he was there too, right? Yeah, he was there last year. Yeah, so I mean, look, Lamar's done it against Pat. I think honestly, it's going to be a much taller task. So your your question was who I have more faith in in the matchups generally, right? Yeah. Even though I, I think that our offense might have moments that struggle, I have so much faith in our defense. Mm -hmm. Our defense, I think, is going to come to play. I think they're going to play really well. I think that they're, that 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 video of you know the guy, the quarterback, was handshaking. Mm -hmm. I think Bernie might be a little little handshaking back there. I think some guys are going to get after him. And let me tell you what. I hope that any anybody that plays defense with Walter Ramos listen to old Jason Lock and Fora today, cornball himself, talking about how the Ravens defense has all he does is pit the statistics against the Ravens and tries to use big words to make you feel dumb. Like the dude belongs in politics, right? He can skew any statistics to make himself sound good. But all he's doing is talking about how the pass rush has just diminished and how they don't have it back or they don't have it anymore. We got these old guys who are you know, run out of gas and this, that, and the other. Ultimately, this Ravens team can produce a pass rush. And I think that our defense is just, I think that our defense is better prepared to play against their offense than their defense is, is to prepare, prepared against Lamar Jackson. You know it, Glenn. Teams in the NFC say it all the time. You cannot simulate Lamar Jackson in practice. Yeah, they might, have to, they might have to grab Debo and 
put put a ball in his hand, actually run around in the pocket because that's as close <laughs> as they're going to have to simulate yeah. Lamar Jackson in the pocket. And, that's for sure. And DK said this in our private chat. I agree with him. I think I mentioned this on our post game. We kind of mm-hmm. started getting into this game. I'm so excited to see the McDonald McDonald mm-hmm. Mike McDonald. Yeah, gosh dang it, one day I'll remember his last name. Mike McDonald Kyle Shanahan matchup because one of the advantages I think, and this will be really interesting to see moving forward is that there haven't been a trend of young DCs in the league. Like there's been a trend of young OCs. Mike is the, is the, is the Sean McVay of young DCs right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's yep. the new wave. Who's grown up defending these guys, these types of offenses. What's it going to look like? It's going to be really fun to see, mm-hmm. man. I can't wait for this matchup. It's going to be a blast, man. I can't wait. But look, you said it. I'm talking a ton right now. And I apologize. I'm trying to make up for a no, lot of time. No, you're good. No, you're but good. Dagnabbit, don't, like, don't count the Ravens out. There's no mm-hmm. reason for anyone anyone to say, oh, let me chalk this one up to a loss and not worry about it because it's NFC. It's an NFC opponent. Who cares? No, 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 no. That's right. 19 have, and one, Jimbo. Lamar yeah. Jackson, 19 and one against NFC opponents. And let's see how these boys in, in, in San Jose, they're not even the San Francisco 49ers anymore. No, they're really not. Yeah, the San Jose Silicon Valley money sellouts is what they are. Like the bougie is <laughs> a bougie, dude. Like, goodness gracious. So, anyway, what I was going to say is that let's see what happens, I think, in the dogfight. Well, that's like uh, what when Roquan was asked about it. They asked about, like, what did you say before the game? He said, look, I told them we're coming into their house and they're going to want to defend their house. So let's go punch, punch them in the mouth and let them know that this is what it's going to be. And I think that's I think that's a good point. I think that's what we got to do is we got to bring the AFC North physicality across the, mm-hmm. the country and let these guys know, like, okay, you might have a lot of fancy toys and they might run around real fast, but let's see how they, how they can take a whooping because we're going to mm-hmm. pull you every time we get there. And, and I absolutely love the fact uh, that when no matter who is tackling on our defense, they're bringing it. Like it, they're bringing the violence. Uh, but mm-hmm. I wanted to ask your take on another former Raven, Jimbo. Uh, Justin Houston was released. Yeah, in- I'm glad you brought this up. Now I'm I'm wondering, DK. Tell me if you see anything if he's got any links in the back. Uh, because somebody in the chat earlier said he might already have announced his signing, but I haven't seen. Oh, it I haven't either. seen it too. I haven't seen it either. Uh, the only crazy thing is I saw today that whoever signed him would only have to pay him one hundred forty five thousand dollars for the rest of the year. One nine one ninety four. Oh, one ninety four. Okay, yeah, I knew it was something outrageous. Yeah, one hundred ninety four thousand is all he'd be. Uh, due by his new team he's only got a half a sack thus far but he's had very little opportunity on the worst team in football outside of maybe the Patriots uh but yeah but any interest there I mean he wants to he wants to play wants to play for a contender yeah I think because he's trying to get some incentive laden incentive an incentive laden contract to get that playoff money Mm. and I don't blame him I mean I don't blame him at all but but the thing for me is um I say absolutely yes if if we have an area where we, it's all it all it all comes down to what our fifty three man roster looks like. If you take a deep dive at it, and you say, okay, Justin brings more value than this guy. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, outside looking in, yeah, it's a good idea. But if if there if our 53 man roster is so tight to where you're like, I can't lose this special teams guy, or because Justin's not going to play special teams, he's going to play one third of the defensive snaps, right? And you got to hope that he's he's high impact on his snaps. Right. But, um, I say if there's a guy that you can afford to lose that you believe that Justin is more valuable than yet, yeah, you, you bring him in. Okay. DK, is this him saying that he signed somewhere else? Oh, okay. Good. 
Okay. 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 Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. Uh... Okay. There we go. So she if Shefty hasn't said it, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there, uh, Glenn. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that it's he already knows the defense. He he'd be hopping in, he'd just be an on ramp. You know, he'd be hopping right on the highway and and rolling. He's been he's he hasn't played since October 29th, so he's fresh. I know he's coming off IR, but he hasn't been playing games, so hopefully he's been you know getting fresh and and I think it's worth bringing him in. I mean, shoot, is he on on pass rushing downs? Is it is there potential he's going to give you more than Adafi Owe right now? No. On passing downs, Adafi Owe? Heck no, Adafi Owe led our team in. Oh, what in what about Calvin Owe? I mean, you know, I I think he's worth bringing in. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's bad because you can at least keep other guys fresh and him fresh by cycling guys in. But uh, I don't think I expect him to be. Not better than what we have well, he here, but he could turns in a three a three sack game all of a sudden. It's possible. Yeah, I wouldn't be uh, completely stunned. But uh, I think he had more sacks last year than Adafi has in his whole career. Oh yeah, maybe. I'm just saying. <laughs> it was only on like 50 snaps. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think you might be <laughs> right about that one. But what's uh, your take on it? Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. I mean, it, it's not going to be very much money. I, I he he should know the system. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit of a, a refresher, but yeah. yeah, I mean, he needs to, uh, obviously I, I, the question is, does, how much does he want to play? Because if he wants to play, I'm, I'm trying to think who has, who has an opportunity for him to play? Like, I, I think he would come back here and be happy. I think it's up to the Ravens if they want him back. That's, that's the truth. The truth thing yeah, there, you know, he left on bad terms. Do you? I just, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Like I, I would assume that he just got a way better, a bigger offer and that's where he went, but you just never know. You never know. You know, there's some guys who've come back and others who we expected to come back never did. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, I, I wouldn't mind it though. Get some extra, uh, extra <laughs> veteran uh, leadership in the room. Um, you know, I wanted to, to put this up here as well, Jimbo, because it was kind of crazy. That blown touchdown, that blown coverage, I'm sorry, for the 65-yard touchdown that they scored that stopped yeah. us from getting our our uh, our shutout here. The craziest – that was the craziest play because when you watch the coaches film, Jimbo, mm -hmm. you know there was only two people that went in a route. It was a complete max protect. Everyone else stayed in the block. There was two people who ran routes, Jimbo, and somehow we lost one of them. <laughs> like – how in the heck? I mean, it, it's pretty clear that Mollette thought he had help here. Uh, but as you can see, I mean, zoom in a little bit. Um, as you can see here, only two people go out in the route. And wow. yet they <laughs> they lose one of the two people. Um, Not so, the best. I mean, you, you, you know they were getting smashed for that in there. Uh, <laughs> I know mean, it's I mean? just ridiculous to look at it like... All those people stayed in the block, and we somehow – look at all the people at the top of the screen doing absolutely nothing. Just uh, – I mean, it's just, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But they were that close to shutting out a very, you know, high – a, a, a division-leading AFC yeah. team. You remember the episode of The Office when Andy Dwyer at the beach episode, he's he's in the sumo suit, and he gets stuck in the lake. Just floating. And Angela, because of, she's trying to sabotage him. him. Yeah. She's like, I don't understand what you're saying, what you need. And he's like, go find someone and tell someone it. <laughs> like, go find someone that's not in your team's uniform and guard yeah. them. Like, that's all they had to do there. That's it. Oh, that's embarrassing.
Oh man, go ahead. I'm so excited for Monday night, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, you know what? It it doesn't hurt that um, you know, I'm in the fantasy football semis playing against the oh, guy nice. who, who just so happens to have George Kittle and Brock Purdy on his team, and oh. uh, that person will be at my house on Christmas night. Richard France the third will be nice. there, and there is no bigger Niner fan that I'm aware of. Yeah than him so i would i really hope i get to rub it in his face and and talk a lot of you know what but yeah. it could also go the other way and let's hope it doesn't yeah. go that way because oh man yeah. i do not i don't want to hear that um no uh yeah yeah it's gonna be an interesting game man i'm looking forward to it looking forward to it now a quick question now that we don't have him oh, shout out to eric haskell in chat yeah buddy there he is i see him uh, and by the way, we have a Don C and we have a Don B now in the chat. I don't know <laughs> what to make, but if I see a Don A, I'm, I mean, holy smokes. <laughs> uh, I was like, really? We got a Don C and a Don B. But Don C says, hey, guys, do you feel guilty? We are excited thinking about the playoffs while Pittsburgh fans only hope is the announcement of Mason Rudolph as QB1. <laughs> Uh no, not guilty at all, Don. No. Not guilty. Zero guilt. I can't. I can't help but recall a certain member of the Pittsburgh media who tweeted a few years back when Mason Rudolph and Lamar Jackson were entering the league that Mason Rudolph would be the better quarterback than really? Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah. Oh, receipts are kept. Wait, is someone we've had on the show? No, no, not now, no, no. Luckily, not him. But um. But no. that, the guy we've had on the show, of course, did pick a Mason, Mason Rudolph-led team to beat Lamar yeah. Jackson in 19. But he wasn't crazy enough to tweet out that no. Mason Rudolph will be the better quarterback. No, no, no. Chris Carter is also a low-key, huge Lamar Jackson fan. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, He's not crazy. But, yeah, no. I, Don C., I don't feel bad at all. I no. love to see it. I never root for injuries to anyone, but let's be honest, it didn't matter. If they had an injury at quarterback, they were garbage when they had a healthy quarterback. Yeah, he's not uh, good. No, he's not good. Their backup isn't good. And the worst thing that I see in Pittsburgh is, and I, I find it even hard to even believe and accept it, is they've completely tuned Mike Tomlin out. I mean, wild. Their is there receivers, Mike Tomlin's gone? If he is, it ain't gonna be. He ain't gonna be out there long. No, but. no, 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 absolutely. But I mean, like, I wonder how they view the fact that he's lost some of the team. Is it the players, and are they gonna be gone? Um, it's usually or is the it coach? Good? But they're a different organization. They've had what three right. coaches since the seventies? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the players are gone before the coach, right? Yeah, I mean, look, George Pickens had those questions. And that's why he fell to where he did in the draft. That's why yeah. when Ravens fans were going, well, how did you let this guy get away? Well, now you're seeing why they let that guy get away. Because he's simply not blocking. He's uninterested. And then when asked about it, Jimbo, I don't know if you saw the clip, but it was a pretty, pretty clear lack of effort, which would have had, uh, I believe, no, I saw Ward, it. That was ridiculous. Where he would have scored. Like, if, if, he, if, if Pickens does anything. Well, they asked George about it. And he basically said that, well, the ones who are criticizing me have never played football. Um, they don't know what, what they're seeing. Uh, and it's well, just a bunch say he of, didn't want to get injured. What I saw is he just did nothing but discredit fans and pundits and say, well, they don't play the game. So their opinions don't matter, which of course, like we, we need to have played NFL football to see complete lack of effort. 
apparently. It, it, you, need, you need an NFL resume to see a guy standing still during a live play. Wild. That guy's a goofball. But it, my point is that you can see they should have never drafted the guy because the guy had these concerns. There was a reason mm-hmm. why he fell to where he did. Mm-hmm. He was the number one draft or prospect coming out of high school, and he had questions about his, uh, his attitude. Maybe he's a bonehead. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, Sorry, George. You're a bonehead. Yeah, I, I hope they fire Tomlin because that would make the Ravens' path to the AFC North a heck of a lot easier every year. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, like everyone talks about how he only he only produces mediocre teams. What I think what he's actually doing is he's pulling bad teams up to mediocrity, right? Like he's not mm-hmm. pulling them down; he's pushing them forward so they're just average. Yeah, right? and, and look, he doesn't get to buy the groceries like old Bill Belichick does. So I blame Bill for everything because he drafted the guy. He's in charge of developing the guy and he's game planning each week. Tomlin isn't drafting these guys. I'm sure mm-hmm. his input is accepted, but he's not mm-hmm. the general manager and he's not the guy who makes the calls. So, uh, yeah, if they want to fire him, I mean, the Chargers better be. I'd, I'd rather have Mike Tomlin 100% than Bill Belichick. I don't care what anyone has to say. Yeah, but I, I think that it, there's a better chance that, like, that Pickens is gone. And I don't know about Deontay Johnson than than even uh, than Tomlin, don't you? Based Better on like be. you said, the, the team's history, it just yeah. it just kind of makes just sense. Turn on, I'd be like, hey, uh, what, what are the owners there? Name Rooney's. I'd be the like, Rooney, hey, uh, yeah. why don't you turn on the tape and look at the effort level of those two goofballs? Yeah, insane. Right. Oh my gosh, what else we got coming up this week, Glenn? Did we talk about BetUS yet? Oh, did we talk about our competition? Oh, we winner? haven't done our competition. And what I'll be honest got? with you, uh, yesterday I couldn't help myself. But okay. to click on the dock just to see. And Did you win? I think I might have good news coming up here in a minute. <laughs> so, all right. Fair. So, you're going to make I this? So, let's see. If you win, there's a chance that we can tie at the end of the season, DK? Or is there a chance really? we can win? There's no way I can pass Well, you? maybe you could win in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, go to the playoffs. Whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it takes, Jimbo. I'm taking you down, bro. We'll coming see. for you. Tanja, stop it. Tomlin is not terrible. Yeah, we'll see. Let's see what DK's got I mean, to say. I don't like. I don't. I don't. I, you know, I don't like. It's going six up to five now, so you can pass me, bro. What? People's I think DK jam. is uh, combining yours and his. Is what he's doing. It doesn't feel that way. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, should we get into it, DK? Want to do the uh, the results? All right. And of course, as you guys know, our over under competition is brought to you by BetUS. Go check out BetUS and use the promo code 410 or use the link in the description to get a 125% match and then some with a cherry on top up to $2,500. Uh, check out BetUS. They're a great partner of ours. They're great to use. Prop bets, in-game bets, season-long bets, MVP odds for one Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Get him while he's second in odds, like Glenn said now. Plus because, 400. That's right. So so then when he beats Brock, Brock Purdy, you're sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. Right? So go... go uh, Make yourself some money. Have some fun. It's four fifty, uh, actually. Yeah. So, uh, but do so responsibly. Don't bet the house, and uh, and don't bet the kids uh, kids college fund. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into it. Our over under composition, composition. Oh, Jimbo, goal. quickly. How crazy is it? Josh Allen was thrusted to number three in MVP Stupid. odds after that game. Stupid. Just dumb. <laughs> so reactionary. Uh, one game, dude. And he, by the way, he had seven completions for 77 yards. In and, and it was against the Cowboys. Like, I know their defense is good, but the Cowboys aren't a good team. Like, as, as a whole, they don't have any. Like, I don't know any of their signature wins this year. Wait, did they beat the Eagles? 
No. No, they didn't beat the Eagles. Eagles lost right. to the Jets, the Seahawks, and who else? Come oh, on, the Niners, man. right? Or the Cowboys? Yeah, the Cowboys lost to the Niners. No, I'm talking about the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles? And they, they lost, lost to the Seahawks, to the, Niners, the, the Jets. Seahawks. Oh, and the yeah. Niners. Okay. No, but I mean, did the Cowboys beat the Jets? No. I mean, not the Jets. Excuse me. The 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 Eagles. No, right? No, the Cowboys lost. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I was remembering that correct. So, they, I mean, I don't know what their signature win is this year to make them such a catapulting victory that Josh Allen goes up to third. Yeah, I don't get it. Wild. Why, why, why? In a game where, like I said, seven completions for 77 yards. Oh, my gosh. MVP. Um, all right. So, let's get into our competition here. Let's see our first one. Uh, all right. Number one, Odell Beckham Jr. or Zay Flowers receiving long 41 and a half yards. We were way under. Uh, he just had 14 yards. Who was that? Was that Odell? I believe it was Odell. One reception. Right? I think they had one reception each. Yeah, it was bad. As far as production, but didn't ultimately matter. And so <laughs> let's see. What did we say? I got to pull up. By well, here. I think I already got this one wrong. I think I started off wrong. Well, chances are you were wrong. I mean, uh, actually, you were right. You said under. I said oh, under. Right. DK was the only one incorrect. He said over. All right, next one. Keaton Mitchell's rushing long. Man, what a sad one this was yeah. because uh, who knows what would have happened on that play where he where he hyperextends his knee because he certainly wasn't going Isn't down. Is it crazy that he hyperextended his knee from running too fast? That's basically what happened. I mean, he was running too fast. Yeah, yeah. So it feels a little sad to, to say under on this one and then that we were all correct because I think on that play, he may have broken it on that play because yeah. he, was, he was getting ready to do something. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. But... All right, so we're all right about that one. Under 24. All right. Now, defense. Let's see. Roquan Smith and Kyle Van Noy. Do they total two and a half tackles for loss or more than two and a half tackles for loss? Jimbo, what happened on this one? You said over. What happened? It's zero. They failed me. They did. Failed me miserably. Come on, they boys. Did. So me and DK were right about that one. I thought you Kyle were... Van Noy had one. It wouldn't have mattered. No, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. All right, defensive Jacksonville Jaguars red zone percentage. He puts it at 40%. And man, <laughs> big old donut, Jimbo. Oh, I got this one right. Wait, so I got three out of four. We must all be doing good, right? Did you get three? out? Yeah, you did get three out of four. Yeah. Does well, you got, you got four out of four? I happen to get four out of four, right? Okay. You know? Well, that's not going to happen very often, so I'm not too concerned. <laughs> You know, the best part about that last one, though, the Jaguars uh, 0% is that they could have had, they had an opportunity, but they should have just spiked the ball. Yeah. You know, they got greedy, and that's what you get for getting greedy. So, Wait, but if they would have kicked a field goal in that scenario, would that count towards the red zone percentage? Well, they could have spiked it and still had a shot to throw shot the end zone and just throw yeah. it away. Like, they they, yeah, yeah. they they ruined it by having a running clock. Yeah. Um, But, all right, so first tiebreaker. Total score over under 42 and a half points. I said under Ugh. you both said over. So not Ugh. only did I get four out of four, I got the first tiebreaker. Correct as uh -huh. well. All right. Well, this is just a, a butt whoop, but consolation prize goes to DK. Cause he did guess correctly on the most total yards. 396 was the total. DK was the closest with a 375 guess. 
Jimbo, and you were the worst. 340 as you tried to completely. Mm. DK, this is the time that you decided to bring the graphic up. This... Oh, we ain't seen the graphic all year. Hey, hey, you took the pictures off. Glam. Glam. <laughs> all right, DK, let's see this bad boy. You got music with it too? Okay, good. Dang, man. Dang, look at that accuracy though. Hold up, hold up, man. I don't like how you have this sorted, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it made me feel like I was in first by, by being on top. And then I had to look and see that Jimmy's actually beating me. In every statistical category. But there's still some time. Jimmy. There is some time. You're absolutely, this is now a race. You've made it a race, dude. I'm telling you, people's chance <laughs> coming for you. Oh, boy. But oh how surprising boy. it to see DK just... I mean, he's 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 going around the drain right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is because this is what happens when he creates it. He takes too much time to think on it. Mm -hmm. He's outsmarting himself. Yep, mm -hmm. it's absolutely what he's doing. Wow, wow! What's competition? And ladies and gentlemen, you can be a part of the competition by submitting your answers every week to any of the social media handles that are above Glenn's head, mm -hmm. or in the the comment section on YouTube of the preview of the pregame uh, video. DK, do we have the weekly winner? The show winner. Okay, cool. Mm. We also have the show winner for this week. And while he's going to pull it up, that up, let's We're see here. As, really, really, oh, as says yeah. our our uh, our chicken nugget needs Thank have you, been are, have been satisfied. Appreciate Asmodeus, my sir. guy. Uh, and then let's see. Depth Debata says the Cowboys actually did beat the Eagles, blew them out in Dallas. They did? So, so that's their three losses: the Jets. The uh, Cowboys and now the Seattle. So at least Dallas has a signature win, but the signature win against the Eagles is looking worse and worse every week. I mean, look, they just they just basically fired their defensive coordinator and for Matt Patricia. With, oh gosh, yeah, with uh, with, so you can consider that defense. He's got all the weapons in the world, and somehow they're worse in category. That defense should be worse in zero categories. Yeah, they're so they're so dominant up front. It just shows like a. I, the only thing I can say is like disinterest because they're they're talented everywhere. Dude, like, he's the Brock Purdy of defense right now. Matt, Matt Patricia, he's got everyone. Oh man, he does have everyone, but it's like not he's got looking, all it's, the weapons. He's not playing like Brock Purdy, that's for no, sure. No, but but it, it might, yeah, he's got an absolute abundance of weapons. He has zero mm -hmm. excuses. What what does Stephen that used to say about LeBron? No excuses, no excuses. He's like screaming at the TV. Hmm. Um, Do you think I'm they sure just ever not give him a microphone and just let he wouldn't the, need it? Just yeah, let just the ambient. Up, yeah, just mm -hmm. pick up on everybody else's. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could see that. Yeah, I might be in that scenario too, though. Well, certainly at the live draft party, I'll never forget that when you almost blew the eardrum out of my right ear, <laughs> screaming. It's like holy <laughs> smokes! Oh, I'm just getting started, dude. I like seeing it. Uh, I wish I would have seen Joy Taylor. I got to look that up. The Joy Taylor. Yeah. Putting, making them put some respect on our name. I love yeah. to see it. Cause you're right. I mean, it was crazy. I was waiting all morning on get up Monday morning going, all right, they're going to lead off with talking about our Ravens the top the AFC, put a whooping on the Jags. No first half hours, the stinking ass Cowboys and the bills. And then the first, 20 minutes of the next hour was more Cowboys and Bills saying the exact same thing again. Oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Dude, speaking of ridiculous, how many times has this guy won? DK, did you spell his name wrong? <laughs> yeah, it's Timothy. Dude. Oh, that could I be a cool name, though, Timothy. It's not bad, dude. You know? Hey, Jimbo. 
No, I'm Top. good. <laughs> I'm not going to be the first one to try it out. Come on, Jimbo. I'll text uh, Tanya right now, dude. What do you think about Timothy? Uh, oh, gosh. Please, though. You know uh, what's going to really stink? We find out that that's his real name and that we've been just <laughs> laughing about it. That would be so terrible. Seconds. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That would feel so bad. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, we know it's Tim Reynolds. We know. We know it's Tim. How many times has he won now, DK? You just, you just see him in the chat. I go by Tom. Yes. <laughs> Let's see. One, two. This is second time this year he's won. Wow. Shout out. Himothy. Yeah, yeah it's more Himothy. like Himothy. Nah, I like that. I like that. Dude, Don C is witty, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Hey, follow him on Twitter if you want to see more because it's not just witty here. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, Nice. Well. Luke, everything wants a shout out. Luke, it's the holiday season. Shout out to you. Appreciate yeah, buddy. the support. Appreciate all you guys for all your support. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Friday, of course, we'll, let's see. Is Friday? Okay, Friday works. Okay. Yeah. My in-laws get in on Friday, so I just want to make sure they don't land till like midnight, though. Okay. Dang, you got to pick them up? Yeah, man. Just make them Uber, dude. Just call them an Uber. You know, you know that move. Nah, dude, I can't do that. Nah, if I call him an Uber, it's got to be an Uber X. Or like oh yeah, Uber, Uber Black. I mean, like I'm taking it that old Trigger T didn't get the Uber X call. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, you know, anyway, that's a whole different story. But yeah. all that being said, uh, we are looking forward to Friday. We will be mm-hmm. ready and prepped for this Niners game. We're gonna give you all the breakdowns. We're gonna give you the key matchups, players of the game, all above. That's it for us tonight, folks. Glenn, thanks for holding it down. DK, thanks Mm -hmm. for holding it down. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you. Ah!